What's going on, everyone? This is CJ in the Sess back here for another podcast episode. This is our first episode. I'm calling James Cisco. Um, I am 6'1", 16 years young, living large. Uh, this is my, my bestie, um, Ulysses Paul Hurd. He's a really cool guy. Ulysses, tell him what you're about. I'm about music. Yeah. And personality. Yeah, that's true. That's something that he's always loved and carried on his shoulders yep. for life. And that's just what he's, he's into. Stuff like that is what makes him a great person. And today, Ulysses and I are going to be starting our podcast. And it really just starts with um, something like this. An introduction. We've been friends for a little bit. Tell him about that, Ulysses. What's it like to be friends? I don't know. It's pretty crazy sometimes. Do you think about it? Do you think about me sometimes when you're alone? <laughs> Not when I'm alone. Well, Ulysses is just going to lie. So basically what we're just going to talk about on this podcast is um, the rigors of friendship and righteousness and how long it takes to figure out a podcast. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I'm implementing I character. And this I is what the people want. I know. I was just, uh, yeah, I know. Just, all right. So Ulysses has unique perspectives that contradict all of mine, and he listens to horrible music. So we're going to talk about that first. So Ulysses, what music do you like and why? I like all types of music. That's a lie. All different types. That's a nope. lie. That is not a lie. So talk about it for us to right now. Um, I don't restrict <clears throat> myself to one certain subject. I hate when people talk like that. Genre. It's so annoying. You know, I listen to everything. We all know that you listen to indie punk pop trash. See, I don't think indie pop punk trash is a genre. On. <laughs> okay, so what makes what makes something like The Garden or that that's just a, a bigger name? I know you don't listen to them a whole lot now, but just The Garden or something like Rinse and Repeat. What what? What attracts you to that sort of thing? Well, I'd say I'm more attracted to Rinse and Repeat than I ever was to The Garden. I mean, The Garden was cool, but they didn't really... I mean, I like their music a little bit, but not as much as Rinse and Repeat. I never really... I don't know. The Garden sounds a little... Like, they're still trying hard, but at the same time, it's still... Huh, how do I put it? Dead air... You know, <laughs> all right. Well, that's a cut out. We cut that out. <laughs> I was no. I don't no? want to cut it out. I all mean, right, I didn't right. want to cut it out till you said cut it out. All so, right. anyways, uh, um, well, well, you're really bad at this. See, run-on sentences allow me to construct my ideas. Mm-hmm. And, and then I could just play it off like it's a joke when it's re- I'm really serious. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. well, basically, the reason why I think that when I listen to something like Rinse and Repeat or The Garden, which is more rambunctious sounding, I think that yep. they, I mean, The Garden has talked about it. They're inspired from 80s, like, punk. They, they're not, yeah. I wouldn't call them punk. Well, but that's what, that's no, what they come from. No, it's not 80s punk. It's like 90s punk. 90s punk? Yeah. Well, I... I I mean you know this in the beginning I called it bad and everything but my real yeah my real idea towards the garden and rinse and repeat and stuff like that that's that's more crazy sounding I think that it's cool but the punk lifestyle 
in itself and all the ideals that are that surround it, I just don't agree with. And I think that the garden and rinse and repeat are not bad uh, musically. I think that they sound fine. I wouldn't I wouldn't listen to them, or I guess I don't listen to them anymore. I used to listen to the garden. Um, what's my point? My point is. I understand why people like it, but personally, when I'm th- when I'm listening to it and thinking about it, it just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, but see, you're calling them punk though, but they're not punk. Well, they're not punk, said, like, but the it's, punk? it's that's that's like it's the closest like... thing it is. It's like indie pop punk. Mm-hmm. I know. I mean, I don't know. And it's like when I listen to it, it just sounds like they're trying to be something, and that's. I mean, we're all trying to be something. So it makes sense. But, but it's like when, you, when I listen you, to... What? To you, it sounds like they're trying too hard to be something? I mean, not always. But it's just like when I listen to jazz... Like they're trying or, to be something. Like when we used, like with jazz and stuff, it doesn't feel like they're trying to be something. It just feels yeah, like they just, are something. It just sounds like they're communicating. Yeah. And like, that sounds really stupid, but it's just... What do you mean they're communicating? Well... In in jazz and funk, there's a lot of like. I mean, it all comes from, jazz comes from slavery, and when I when I listen to, uh, to jazz and everything, a lot of it you can tell that they are, it's it's either communicating something bright and happy, or dark and gloomy, and I mean there are some songs that it's way more clear, with the. Uh, sort of uh, slavery impact, I guess, because it was closer mm-hmm. to that time. Um, but I don't know. I think it's because I don't really listen to jazz with words. So when I mm-hmm. say that they're communicating, it, it's actually like w- with the instruments. Yeah, not, not so, actually communicating. Yeah, yeah. Which I don't know if, if that makes sense. It does. Like the whole um, the feeling of the music. Yeah, the I guess. it gives to you, kind of. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. I was thinking about about something, but uh, I think that a lot of people have an issue where they just listen to whatever they like. Like they initially <laughs> immediately just think like, okay, that sounds cool, right? And that's perfectly okay, right? But I think that when you're determining your taste, which I've I've talked to you about stuff like this before, but when yeah. you're determining your taste. It's like you make a playlist or something and you, you notice the patterns in it, right? And the, the easily noticed patterns are usually the genre, right? So people make a playlist based on the genre and they say, I like this genre because of these basic ideas. And stuff like that is, um, that sort of shows what your taste is, right? But mm-hmm. I think now people sort of misunderstand what it is and they just say that whatever they like is their taste. So if they like this yeah. collection of music then this sort of like sums up what my taste is, right? Wait, so you're saying that people should define what their taste is more as in not necessarily the genre, but the things about the genre? Well, yeah, yeah, of course. And, and well, it's not just necessarily everyone... things about the genre, but the things about the music. Yeah, and everyone, everyone sort of would agree with that. I think everyone's like, well, yeah, I think that I do that most of the time. But mm-hmm. I think that the only time that you truly do that is when you're, you continue to think about it. Right, it's not mm-hmm. just like a one-time deal because it's like whenever I listen yeah. to to music, I'm I'm thinking about why I like it, or not whenever, but because there is times to listen to music just to relax. And mm-hmm. just so you're more just thinking 
thinking of why I like it instead of just liking it. Yeah, I mean, our taste has to come from our understanding of the of the music itself, right? Yeah. Um, and then in that understanding, we can sort of determine the aspects that we like and why. Mm-hmm. And then we can argue for it and stuff. And I don't know. That's just yeah. something that because now it's like when you ask someone why they like it, they just say, well, I mean, I, I just like the way it sounds. And that's perfectly fine. But I just don't want people. I just don't think that that is a taste. I just think that that's you like this. You like that. Mm-hmm. So it's not how really would you say, So how would you say people should define their taste? Uh, well, I guess to sort of sum it up, it would have to be that, I mean, your, your taste is defined through the understanding of, of your music, right? Mm-hmm. And when you're listening to stuff in the background, you're not trying to understand it. And that's okay. Yeah. I don't want to make it sound like I'm against casually listening to music because I do it. But I just think that you listen to something for more than just the background sort of feeling, mm-hmm. right? You listen to it, you listen to the words, you listen to the instruments individually, or like hone in on them. You know what I mean? When you're like trying to listen yeah. to this specific instrument, stuff like that builds an understanding. And then it's like, that just makes more sense to me. Your taste is defined uh-huh. by the understanding. And of course it's, it's, you can say, I like this, I like that, but I don't think that it's necessarily your taste. Uh-huh. See, I, I really don't like listening to music in the background. Because I don't really see, I mean, it's not I don't see a point in it, but I just don't think, I mean, I'm not really listening to it. I'm just more playing it as background noise, like you said before. Yeah. And I, I like to, like, actually listen to it, not just hear it, but listen to it. Yeah. I think when, that's a when, good way of putting it. When do you listen to, like, rinse and repeat? Um, I don't know. I don't really, I don't play it in the background of anything. I more of just, I mean, like. Most of the time when I'm like in a car. Yeah. I just kind of put it on. I mean, I don't like, only... Yeah, I don't just listen to them. Like, I don't just like yeah. go to them. But sometimes... Well, the reason why I single, I single rinse and repeat out is because I think about like... Like, I listen to music while I do stuff. So, like, mm-hmm. if I'm working out, then I'll listen to this music. Yeah. Or if I'm going to sleep or just hanging out, then I'll listen to this music. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I, I try to... I, when I listen to rinse and repeat, and then I think about rinse and repeat, I'm like... When when do you fit that in? Not that it's it's wrong, but I just want to know. I'm curious. Yeah, I mean, I don't listen to it while I work out or anything. I don't. I, don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't really listen to music while I work out or anything like that. Really? I'm more just. Yeah, I mean, I I, think I used to, but not anymore. Really, I don't yeah. know why. I, I'm more just. Most I, most of the time when I listen to music, I'm like in a car and we're like. Yeah, I don't know. I just yeah. I just seem to enjoy it the most then, or just. And I'm in my room, just kind of put in earbuds and listen. Yeah. Um, I, I actually, I thought about that a while ago. Um, how, well, I, I wanted to be stronger mentally. I was starting to uh, focus on that, right? Because mm-hmm. I, I realized that that was like the end goal of working out in the first place for me was that, I mean, of course, all the physical stuff is important and helpful, yeah. but, but I think that the mentality is really important too. So mm-hmm. I was thinking about it and I was like, well, I don't necessarily want to have to listen to music to this certain music to be able to lift this amount of weight. I want to just be able to turn it on, turn it off whenever I want. You know, I want to be like, yeah. um, well, I mean, so I was thinking about that and I don't, I don't abide by that now. I mean, I listen to music. I, I didn't for a little bit intentionally, mm-hmm. 
but now I listen to music and stuff because I understand that whereas that's ideal, I don't, I'm not an ideal person. No one's truly ideal. So I just, um, I kind of cut myself some slack, but this guy I saw on YouTube actually talks about how when people are listening to music, when they work out, they're cheating themselves, which Mm -hmm. I I think it's very like harsh. What? Yeah. Doesn't it like, doesn't it release some chemical in you? I mean, probably. It I'm helps not you. Sure. I mean, that's the only. I mean, how else would it help you, really? Yeah. Because you, it's not. It's because you're using something else to help you. Yeah, it's like you're using it as a drug. Yeah. But it's just not bad for mm-hmm. you physically. Yeah. That's that's something that I always get like, I always think about is how there's a lot of things when we think about drugs is in like they're bad for us because they're so bad mm-hmm. for us physically, right? I mean, yeah. you do heroin and then and then your body becomes dilapidated and worse than it was i mean well medicine is drugs i mean the way that you said you use it like drugs i mean i don't think that's really yeah good yeah i mean i I, I mean i mean mean, there's good drugs but is even using medicine necessarily good because does it does using medicine help your immune system at all no so i've thought about that before i mean there, there are like uh medicines See, I don't, I'm mm-hmm. not a scientist, so I don't, I don't yeah. know for sure. But um, there are medicines that help your immune system and stuff. Yeah, but I'm saying, but that. it's like I, even like ibuprofen, I try not to take it. Yeah, just because you're just kind of. Yeah. What? As I was just, I was gonna say, you're just kind of, just like the music thing. You're using, you're using something extra to help you. Yeah, it's like if if the pain is unbearable, then yeah, sure. But most of the time, it's not, and we just take ibuprofen because we have a little headache that we want to get rid of. Mm-hmm. And I don't really, I don't believe in that. I mean, I think that if I don't need it, then I, I shouldn't take it. No matter the, the health benefits, I think it's more of a mental thing. Yeah. And like, that's something that people always forget about is, is uh, the mental, I guess, implications or impact. Because mm-hmm. we do so much to make our lives easier, our lives easier, so that once we start to take those things away, like to to make ourselves a little more uncomfortable, it's mm-hmm. hard because it's, it's just like a bunch of small things. Like for example, um, taking cold showers, it's it's just like taking a small thing away, and it's it's mm-hmm. really not easy. But it's, we know, like, we know it's not a big deal. See, but like, what are you taking? What do you mean by taking it away? As You're in... taking away com- the comfort because mm-hmm. it, it's but... not comfortable. <laughs> oh, okay. that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. I just um I just think about how so much lacks so much that we do lacks intentionality. Like we just take a cold shower because that's what you do in the morning. You don't consciously think about it and you don't think about like what it'll do, what it won't do. And there are good aspects of course to a hot shower and mm-hmm. to a cold shower well, each, right? But we don't consider those things like actively. Well, do you consider them when you take, or do you just take it? Because why did you I, start taking cold showers? Because um, I started thinking about all this stuff, like being uncomfortable, and I really wanted to make myself more uncomfortable in a lot of ways. And it, it was really uh-huh. hard for me, though, because it's like giving up something that we are so used to. Uh-huh. And, and there's, also, there's also benefits of it and everything. But I guess the yeah. main thing for me was just the mental side of it. I want to be like, Mm-hmm. as unmovable i guess as possible i want to be like you don't want to yeah. be 
you know, be stuck with what you're comfortable with doing. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of people talk about this now, like on YouTube, you have like people like Matt Diavella. I don't know if you know him, but he talks about trying new habits and all sorts of stuff. He's, he's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't listened to him, but, um, it's like, it's like caffeine, my, my caffeine addiction, right? If I were to yeah. give up caffeine, it'd be extremely uncomfortable. You should do that. I, <laughs> Why don't you do I that? I, I know I should. Y- you but... should, but you don't want to because you're uncomfortable with it. Exactly. And it's like that. I'm like way See, more But if you did that, then I, I think your mental I stuff. Uh, I it, think that should be your next I live. I live in, in contradiction. I mean, uh-huh. everything I believe, I just live against it, you know? It sucks. Because yeah. then I, I get mean, mad at myself. Well, maybe you should go like, how long? How long do you think you could go without caffeine for? I tried one time. I told myself I was going to take a week break, and then I did. And then? Almost a whole day. Oh, my because, God. Uh, okay, so everyone in my family, except for my mom, drinks coffee. Okay. And see, so but it's like we're like... driving around, and they, and they see a coffee. They're like, hey, let's get coffee. See, but so that I'm just like, makes oh, it harder for you. And I if know, you say no to that, then it's even, like, better for your mental strength. I know. It's true. I know. <laughs> it's just and... so difficult. And then it's like, I'm, well, exactly, and then that's start... the thing. It's so difficult, so you don't want to do it. <laughs> okay, so, so, so something that people do, right, that we all do, and I'm extremely guilty of it, is yeah. that we'll convince ourselves out of things. So, like, before I take a cold shower, I'm standing there, and I'm, like, looking at the shower curtains, and I'm like, okay, I mean, I don't have to do this. And I think about all yeah. this stuff, like, that's I like can just do it again to do, tomorrow. Though. Exactly. It's, it's when you start to think about it. So, when we're driving by it's a coffee like... shop, my dad says, hey, mm-hmm. you want to get coffee? It's like, okay, well, this coffee alone isn't bad for me. I mean, it's just, it's just the habit of it, right? So I can get this yeah. and then I'll be fine. Yeah. But so it, you start thinking like that over you, and over you again. You convince yourself. Yeah. Yeah. See, but what if you just told some of the people who, that, um, like, ask you if you want coffee, you tell them, don't give me coffee for a week. <laughs> and, like, yeah. say, don't, like, actually I can, don't. I can convince I, myself. Even if I ask for it. Well, if you convince yourself, you, told them not to so and they, to don't, they don't they don't care too. that much they don't care that much i mean if i'm going crazy they're not going to be like okay whatever mm. they're not they don't care that much yeah because it's it's not their problem and to be honest i probably don't care that much either otherwise i would have already changed by now i mean i recognize how big of a deal it is yeah but it's like and it also just helps me so much in like day to day it's not just that i love the taste of coffee or or the environment mm. of a coffee shop or or the whole anything about coffee. I mean, I, I love it all, but it's just that it also helps me out so much. Like mm-hmm. the days that I don't drink coffee, I just feel so horrible. See, but that's <laughs> like, really mentally, I not think good. I, I like dive into nihilism and cynicism, and then it's just like I'm mad at everyone. <laughs> See, I've I've drinking coffee like once, and I I don't. I'm gonna see if I can. That just like never at all rely on coffee at all. Well, yeah, I don't want to rely on it, but I still think that well, people should drink it. Yeah, but then you drink it and then you're like, oh, that's good. I'll drink it again tomorrow. Yeah. Once a day, I think it's fine. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, then but then you after have an that, addiction, but it's not horrible. It's not like you need it multiple times a day. Yeah. Like that's, I don't, I, I don't I think, need it I think that's where it gets, you still do. It's like, I just, I need it in the mornings, uh-huh. and then if I get it later in the day, I feel better, but I don't need it. 
Uh-huh. Well, maybe you should like, just try it once a day. Um, just in the morning. But then it's like, okay, I think like, okay, I'm going to go play the drums and then I'm going to play video games with my friends and I don't want to be tired. See, but you're, you're, you're giving yourself energy and then you're like, oh, I'm going to play the drums and I'm going to be tired after When did this anymore. podcast become an intervention? I don't like it. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I mean, because when I think of something, it's like I get tired. I'm like, I don't stay tired for that. It's not like I do something I get tired for unless I really exhaust me. I get tired and then I kind of rest for a little bit and then I'm fine. It's not like yeah. I need because I don't need anything else because I've never even been close See, to relying on anything. I haven't been like that in so long. Yeah, like where exactly. I can just lay down and then I get energy. I mean, I don't lay down and I get energy, but I don't know, get it. Then. Well, it's like I get. Let's say I'm doing exercise or something, and I'm really tired for a little bit. Like, I'm just, like, breathing really heavily. I just lay down for a second. Yeah. It's, like, it, uh, like, after that first point of you're still tired from doing all that stuff, you know, yeah. and I'm, like, back to kind of normal. I mean, I might be a little bit more tired for the rest of the day, but then I just sleep better. Yeah. So it's, like... <laughs> you know what I think we should talk about? Huh. We should talk about how on Geraldine Leilani's podcast <laughs> What, what Geraldine said about about the butter toast. Oh man, <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. To all me. right, well we, <laughs> all right. So, so basically, our our friends Geraldine and Lonnie have their own podcast, and then they call this copycats because because we did this. Um, and on their podcast, Geraldine said that the the newest butter tones is a band. It's it's like a I don't know how I would even kind of it has kind of surf influences indie. yeah i'd say kind of Surf, that at the indie, very like to very basically very um yeah. what they call all the drum beats are broad that's a very broad uh description of they're good they're I mean, good yeah they're not bad um uh-huh. and geraldine geraldine loves them and she said that their newest album jazz sound which has from listening to it I mean, I, I haven't listened to it a ton, but from the amount that I have, it sounds like it has more electronic influence than anything else that they've yeah, done. Yeah, I mean, they have a drum machine for an entire track instead of drums. Yeah. I, I don't know. Actually, they might have it for multiple. I'm not sure, though. I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, but she said that this album sounds just like, sounds a lot like their first one. And their first one, wait, is she talking about the first album or the first EP? Well, I don't think she talked about the first EP. What do you mean the first EP? Because the, the the one with La Bamba on it, uh, I'd I'd assume the first album. I wouldn't okay. think. Okay, well then, what's what's the first album? Is that is that Di- Dionysus and everything? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that does not sound anything alike. I mean, do they have any synthesizers or anything like that in it? I don't think. They I'm do. not sure. I don't, I don't think so. They had the sax, the drums, the guitar. Yeah, the bass, I mean, the, the new one sounds a lot more the way he sings. The way uh, what's his name Richard sings. It's like it's a lot more. I don't know how to describe it. Like in the first one, it's kind of a little bit more surfy, if that makes any sense. But in this one, it's a little bit more calming, I guess, even though the music isn't calming. Yeah. yeah. It sounds a little bit, I almost said like folky, but it doesn't make any sense. Uh, I think I you mean, know what I'm trying to say, though. Yeah. It sounds yeah, different. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, I don't know how, <laughs> how she thinks that they sound the same, but that's okay. That's I mean, right. we could be wrong. Yeah, I mean, she's the ultra fan. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. 
What what uh should we talk about new music like they did? Uh, I don't know. Whatever. Maybe well, um uh, I don't know about new music. Cuz the only I don't not much I have of, a lot I have a lot to say about new music. <laughs> All right. What? So I think first off, of course right now there's a lot of artists releasing stuff like like Kid Cudi, Kalani came out with something like last night, the weekend. Yeah, that was a while ago though. But it's, it's just uh-huh. a lot of music. The Scots, um, uh, Mac Miller, of course, died twenty nineteen or twenty twenty. I'm not sure, but it was recent. I think it was, was twenty nineteen. I don't think yeah. it was twenty twenty. Well, um, his first ever mixtape, I think it was two thousand and eight. It was like right after he graduated high school. And yeah. it was it was only a mixtape. I'm not sure where it was, but it, it's it's just now on Spotify and everything. They just put it on Spotify. Oh really? Yeah, and it's really cool because it's like he sounds so much younger, and it's uh-huh. it's like it's so happy, and it's like um, I don't know. It just it's it sounds like someone who has graduated and like they're super happy, and it's like summer and it's very yeah. warm sounding. And but then it's like when you listen to that. And then he listened to Circles, which is his his latest his latest album, which was uh, released after his death. Um, it's like, I mean, it's so sad because it it sounds sadder. You know? Yeah, because you can see the change like, in between them. Yeah, even like the happy sounding songs, they just sound sadder. It's like, they all have a depressing tone. Well, it's it's not just that, but it's also just knowing that he's yeah, alive. just thinking about it. It's not really. Especially, I, I think, like, knowing that, that, that he isn't alive anymore and listening yeah. to his old ones, I think that's mostly what makes it yeah. kind of... But they're, they're both amazing. I mean, I, I wish I had liked him more. Um, I wish yeah, I had listened I to him when he, was, when he was actually alive, and I feel like a horrible person for not. Well, don't say that. I mean, I don't... Well, I, really I just wasn't into rap. Him. I didn't really like rap. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. But yeah. it's, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. And then, since we already talked about it, what do you think about uh, the Buttertones album? Um, I think it sounds okay. I mean, I, I like the the way they use drum machines, like a uh, drum machine in the first one. Like they has like reverb on it. Like mm-hmm. you can hear. I don't know if you know what I mean, but yeah, you know, like it has a drip on it, where it sounds like kind of like water dripping, like a drop of water dripping into it. I, if yeah. I showed you, you'd probably be able to understand, but it's an effect that people use a lot. And I think that mm. really adds a lot, especially how it just starts off with it. Because I, I think drum machines overall sound really cool. I mean, especially considering they put like reverb on it and stuff. Yeah. And um, I mean, overall, I think it's pretty cool. I, I, I like a few songs a decent amount. Like, um, oh, what's it called? Uh, Dirty Apartment? Denial you in again? No, it's. Oh, I, I like Phantomize a lot. Phantomize is awesome. Yeah, I think that's that might be my favorite song on the album. I'm not sure though. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, it sounds cool. A lot of their songs are like, they sound. I'm not. I don't know how to describe it. I don't know. They just sound different, I guess, than their other stuff. Yeah. I mean, not it's in a bad nice. way or a good way. It's nice to see their development. Yeah. 
like to see their change and i love i love all the synthesizers and everything that they added yeah especially like in the backgrounds of them you don't really pay attention to that i mean you don't really hear them that much i mean they're not super loud but you can hear them yeah it like builds the yeah it just adds i guess yeah the ambient yeah um uh, i i don't know if you've if you've listened to it but the Tom Mish, Yusuf Day's album, What Kind of Music, is like, my my initial reaction listening to it, I was underwhelmed because the singles that they released beforehand were, were super cool. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, now I love it. I think it's a, it's like, a, it's a great, I guess, sort of productivity <laughs> album because it's like when I play it in an open space, uh-huh. I don't need it like right on my ears, you know, it's it doesn't like bring emotion that way yeah like cocoa butter kisses by a chance the rapper i like to have right in my ears because it's like it's more emotional right mm-hmm. but i mean their song it's like all the instrumentals and everything are very like upbeat it's, yeah it's just i don't know whenever i, I, I listen to it i'm extremely impressed mm-hmm. i remember you showed me what songs did you show me yeah. i remember you showed me like night rider and i think the real also yeah yeah those are the two that i learned how to play the beats i mean i, I think they both sound nice I mean, I like I like the way yeah. I like them. Um, but Knight Rider has a feature by Freddie Gibbs, and I mean, as a rap fan, I don't think it's great. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, Freddie Gibbs did a great job rapping and everything, but it's just weird because it's like, I guess, contemporary jazz sounding, and then in the middle of it, we just have Freddie Gibbs, who's like, yeah, one of the. I don't know. He's he's sort of known for. Uh, it's like it's like thug rap. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of rap now is, is just like happier, I guess. Yeah. But it's like thug rap. So and it's just kind of weird to have him in it. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. That the whole the way they like Yusuf Days and them, the way they sound doesn't really seem like. Yeah, but it's still really good. I mean, he did a really good job rapping. They did a great job playing yeah. their instruments. Yeah, and, um, I mean, yeah. Both the songs you showed me, I like. I like them. I mean, I didn't yeah. save them, but I might. I don't know. Yeah, I just it's really cool to see contemporary jazz, like that isn't isn't bad. I guess. I mean, I don't like to just label it as good or bad. Is yeah. it all just it's all it's all relative to why mm-hmm. why it's good or bad. It's more so, different. I, I guess. I I guess what I'm trying to say is that I I just really like it. And I don't always like contemporary jazz. Mm-hmm. Wait, so what exactly is the definition of contemporary jazz? Well, contemporary is just modern. Oh, yeah. So, so just modern yeah. jazz. Oh. Yeah. So, like, um, I showed you that one song, Flake, by... Oh, I forgot the guy's name. He... Yeah, I'm, I'm going to look it up. All right. Uh, the song that I just showed you. Like when we were sitting there, and it's like orchestral, and then it has yeah the uh, it's by James Zoo. so so that song and that guy James Zoo signed to the record label Brain Feeder X, which is uh, Flying Lotus's record label, and Flying Lotus is friends with Thundercat, so Thundercat signed on it and everything, and it it's super yeah. cool. I remember you showed me um and um what song is it? The song I said sounds really cool. Um, Summer Madness by Cool in the Gang. I like. I really like the way the synthesizers sound on that. They sound really good. Yeah. 
Yeah. I like, I mean, listening to 70s music is the best because it has so many, so many keys and yeah. synthesizers. And the, the drum beats are always like really crisp but simple. Mm-hmm. And then vocals are not, I don't know, they're usually just yeah. amazing. Um, what else? What, what have you been doing? You've been doing anything uh, different? I've been getting better at instruments overall. Getting better. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. You just started playing like the guitar yeah. more, right? I got, but because at first I I couldn't play chords, that was the issue I had. I mean I could like, you know, do basically everything else. Well, not everything else, but do the basic idea of everything else. Yeah. But I really struggled with chords simply because I started with bass, and you don't really. It's not that common to play bass. I mean, to play chords on bass, especially early. And yeah. like, I don't know. I've gotten a lot better at it. I'm I'm a lot more comfortable with it overall now. That makes sense. Like I remember before. I've had a lot of trouble hitting the strings because the spacing is a lot different. Because there's six strings and a small yeah. on the bass. Yeah, I mean the synthesizer I've gotten a little better at just overall. I've kind of learned how to use my fingers a little better. Uh, yeah, I think synthesizers are keyboard. I mean, you don't need to have like you don't have to be good at um, that. Like yeah, so, yeah, synthesizers are just... like it's like it's not like a piano. Yeah, that's why they're really cool because they can. I think that you can yeah. play them to where they're either purely complementary to the rest of the music, to where it's just like the same mm-hmm. chords the entire song, and that. But the focus wouldn't be on the synthesizer. But then you could also play it to where you're going crazy, like yeah, it it's like you could. You don't have to be amazing to use it at all. Like I know you don't have to be amazing yeah. to play a piano or anything like that, but. Um, it's just a lot yeah. easier to get stuff sounding good. You know, what I'm talking about is, is kind of dumb because you can be like that mm-hmm. on any instrument. I mean, you play the drums, you can play a I simple, mean, like... I'm I'm saying, like... Because you can just play a chord progression on, like, a synthesizer, and it can yeah. sound really good. It doesn't have to be super complex or yeah. anything, but... I mean, that's that's with everything, but... And I think we were just... Yeah, we were just like talking about piano to keyboard, I, think. I mean, to synthesizer... Not really overall. Yeah. The difference between those two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I read a book by Viktor Frankl, who was a concentration camp survivor. It's called Man's Search for Meaning. Yeah. And so so just, just some background. Um, before that, I had been super super down on my in the way that i perceive like the meaning of life yeah, you know I remember which you i think a lot of people are when they question it how that book changed yeah and like i would i would argue it with everyone i'd be like all right tell me a reason tell me why why anything right and it's kind of it's kind of messed up of me to, to do that to people because i was expecting people to provide an argument for something that i don't know not, i don't think anyone really knows and now reading reading the book victor frankel says that to ask what the meaning of life is is only but a naive query. And I, I mean reading that alone sort of I mean it made me it made me pay more more attention because then he goes on to describe that it's not that there's just one vast meaning of life that everyone sort of adheres yeah. to. It's more of we each have our own individual meanings for why we're alive that change. So like right now, I'd say that my, the big meaning for me to stay alive 
and to continue on and to try harder and do all that sort of stuff is a hope in myself that I might actually become something. Yeah. You know, and get better and have uh, better relationships, be better in communicating, be better at the drums, better at everything, yeah. right? I mean, progress. Um, and that really, like, like that night, like, when I read all of that, I was, like, shaking because I was really happy that I'd finally, like, read something that makes so much sense. And I was, I was upset at myself that I had never thought about it that way. Yeah. I mean, like, how um, would you describe the way you looked at it before, the way you thought about it? Well, it's just, it's just nihilism. You know, uh, it's absolute yeah. negativity. Like, there's no we point. Don't, we, don't, we don't need to be alive. Because what I would do is say, what's the point in life? And then no one would be able to answer anything. And I'd say, well, I mean, Einstein says that time is relative, yeah. right? So then uh, why don't I just kill myself right yeah, I mean, now? I mean, I wasn't yeah. seriously considering suicide, but I was just using it as an example of if we're going to die later, See, why but, not now? So there's no point in yeah, continuing like, on. What you said, the, what's his name? The author of the book? Victor, uh, Victor E. Frank. Yeah. You said that he said um, that everybody has a different meaning in life. And so you mm-hmm. asking them what the meaning of life was, what's the point, is really they're not going to be able to give you an answer that you're going to even think right at all. Because it's different yeah. for everybody. Yeah, but 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 what I was trying to get them to to say is like one thing yeah, that we all that's kinda... fall under, right? And that just doesn't make sense. I mean, we're only human, whether there's a god or not. That's I mean, true. I mean, they know. they probably we don't know if there's. They anything. probably wouldn't say something that they actually think they're going to do. They'd probably just say. Yeah, and like the only way to ever truly find like one thing to adhere to that we all adhere to is that is, is if you are religious. Yeah. Right. And so then I would sort of, I would just sort of stop there saying like, well, I mean, we, we would need some sort of God and that's not necessarily wrong, but my dogs are about to bark. I think, um, for what I was saying, it's, it's not wrong, but it's, it's sort of the wrong perception. I mean, of course, religion is every man's choice and, Whatever they want to believe, they believe as long as they have reason to. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that we we don't need religion to have meaning. Yeah, because I remember you said that a few times about yeah, yeah. Well, like when we got that one time at IHOP. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember that. You were like, um, yeah. Know. You just brought up how there's really no point unless it's going some crazy. Sort of gun. Unless yeah, that's the whole goal. And, yeah. Yeah. So right now. Um, I, re- I finished that book. It's mm-hmm. really good. I mean, if, um, I if you gave reading. me something to read, I'd definitely read it. I mean, I want to read something. I don't, I just don't see, but I don't know what I want to read. I just, that's the thing. Uh, I have, I have that one. Okay. So the diary of an oxygen thief is like really short and I think it's, it's a great book to like, to get back into reading, I guess. Um, at least for me, it was. And then... All right. Um, so, for some reason, it stopped recording. Um, Ulysses, did you mm-hmm. eat an orange in the shower? Tell me about that. <laughs> I did eat an orange in the shower. You did How too. How was it? How was the experience for I... you to eat an orange in the shower? It wasn't life changing like people said it would be. Somebody said it was life changing. You're an idiot for saying for disagreeing <laughs> with them. You know that? Uh, 
for me, it wasn't life changing. You know what? It for felt me, like it was. I haven't eaten an orange in years. That's not true. I have an orange tree in my backyard. So I woke up and I walked out there in my purple boxes with blue polka dots. <laughs> yeah, <from> I... Target. <laughs> and then I and then I was looking at oranges in my bare feet. And yeah, then I kept on finding green ones. Boxes. My vintage boxes from Target. No, no from Goodwill. From Goodwill. <laughs> uh, You're supposed to refrigerate it. You're supposed, You're supposed you to refrigerate that? it. Yeah. The, the oh, because oh, see, yeah, I did a lot of stuff wrong. So I got, I just got a, a regular orange, and then I took a cold shower with it. But you're supposed <laughs> to get a cold orange. And then take a hot shower with it. Well, mine is still yeah. cool because I hadn't eaten an orange in a while, and it was like I had just woken up, and it was nice. Yeah, eat. but for me, I mean, it felt really nice. Like it tasted really good, and it just felt nice eating it. But it wasn't like insane. People are saying it's it like, like it's like antidepressant. Yeah, I don't think I don't think so. I mean, I need another orange in the shower. I was, I was you should, maybe you should I, try it again. I think I will. Like, but actually, yeah, just put a make sure to put an orange in the shower. See, okay, okay. <laughs> no, so cold showers. The... Cold showers yep. have completely changed everything, though, because now it's like when I take a hot shower, it's like a luxurious experience, and it's so nice. And it's like I, I would, I always took it for advantage. And all right, all right, like... all right. I'll take cold showers for the next three days. I don't think you will. I will. I think you'll give up. No, I'll do it. I don't believe you. I'm telling you I'll do it, and I'll tell you if I don't. Everyone always says they'll do it. Whenever no, see, but they, they say they're going to do it. But You're not I'm gonna actually going to do it. I'm going to do it. Okay. Send me. I'm going to do it. Send you a video. I'll send you a video of me. <laughs> okay, so the, uh, we, need a, we need to conclude. This has been uh, CJ and the Cess discussing life and things of the sort. Um, next week, we'll be making one of these, uh, next week on Friday, CJ and Seth discuss, we said CJ and Seth, CJ and Seth discuss, I don't know. Um, next week, we're going to be having another one of these on Friday or we won't, we don't really know, but I hope that you enjoyed, I hope that you, you learned from us. I, I hope you understand about, um, understand our, so I hope you have a good day. And everything goes well for you. I hope that there's no spiders in your house or anything like that because then you have to kill them. And I think that that's not fun. So killing's bad. I'll talk to you guys later. Peace out. There's an infestation.